also to 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 further my point, I mean, gasoline, yep. you know, it's come down some, but I think being in the fours is probably the new norm, um, at, at least minimum. So people are starting to think like maybe it's the time to to look into these other cars. Now, ironically enough, you know, in California, they they told people that they're going to get away from gas cars. And then a week later, we had an energy crisis. They were worried the grid was going to fall apart. And then they texted everyone and said, don't charge your energy efficient vehicles. (laughs) (laughs) So that's well, good afternoon, everyone. And welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. I hope you guys are having a lovely day. This is a special Saturday edition of Red Pill News. I had a conversation with my friend from Noble Gold, Colin Plume, this week, and I wanted to put it out for you guys. But it all started because another good friend of the program, Sterling Cannabis, who you might have seen in the chat, had sent me an email asking if I had heard anything about the potential for silver smelting plants or factories here in America getting shut down and all of that work going to China. Well, I figured Colin would be the guy who would know about that. And I forgot to ask him on camera, but he did let me know when we were in the pre-show that no, that's definitely not the case. So silver smelting is still happening here in America. There are a number of people who are doing it and making a lot of money because silver is one of the hottest commodities right now, especially considering the inflationary environment in which we live and the depressed price of silver. It's only got one way to go, and that is up. So I am very bullish on silver. I love precious metals, and I think it's a great way to take your money and put it into something that's going to retain its value. So do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn, and we'll be right back with Colin Plume. Okay, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News. As always, I'm your host, Zach Payne, the corruption detector, and joining me today is my good friend, Colin Plume from Noble Gold Investments. Colin, how are you today, my friend? I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be to be on today. Awesome. I'm glad you're here, too. I haven't talked to you in a couple of months, and there's uh, quite a bit going on. Uh, obviously, silver, gold, uh, we love this stuff. We love precious metals, and I think it's even more important now that uh, we're looking at a looming financial crisis, uh, and it's more affordable than ever. It's it's uh, pretty incredible. So uh, tell me, what you, what have you been up to the last couple of months with all this craziness going on? Yeah, I mean, we're we're busy. We're I'm working on actually working on a documentary uh, for talking about inflation and you know things that are happening behind the scenes. So that's been keeping us pretty busy, and that probably come out uh, you know first quarter of next year. So that will have a lot of exciting information for people. And uh, yeah, just you know day to day working with clients, helping them you know get education on on metals and. Uh, you know, I know you and I were sort of talking about solar um, and uh, you were talking about getting it. And, you know, I, I, uh, I'm a big proponent of, of solar panels. I think it makes a lot of sense. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I was mentioning, I also have it on my house and I leased it. Um, and the, the, the salesperson brought up an interesting strategy because it was cheaper to lease it. And he said that, and whether this is true or not, we'll find out. He said that, the likelihood of them wanting to take it off your roof in 20 years is pretty low. Right. Uh, So he said, you know, you're going to get, you're going to save money, good tax write off. um, And it's, and it's a good strategy because if they, if they had to replace it in 20 years, they have to go on the roof, take all these panels off. They'd have to make sure your roof's in good condition. They can't screw up your roof. So it's sort of an interesting strategy. I went with it. Well, I, time will tell you know, on these I things. Mean, who knows if they're even going to be the same company in 20 years? You know, I mean, like a lot could happen with that debt. It could just get rolled over into something else and then it becomes nothing. 
Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And, uh, you know, we talked about just the cost uh, and, you know, silver is a component of these, of these solar panels and, you know, the, the cost of solar panels has gone up uh, over the last few years. And, and I think there's no reason why it won't continue to go up in price. Uh, obviously there's some tax benefits you were mentioning, you know, there's some tax benefits going on right now, which are great. Um, and it's just energy costs in, in general, um, are going to continue to skyrocket and, and more people going on solar means there's less buyers with these companies in your States. So in theory, they're just going to keep jacking the prices up as, as much as they possibly can, um, because they're losing customers, right? I mean, yeah, that's, well- that's- What's crazy to me, Colin, is that, I mean, you're absolutely right. They are increasing the cost of solar, uh, but at the same time, those raw materials don't in, don't seem to be increasing. You know, silver is below $20 now. I mean, it's been pretty stable for a while. Gold yeah. is, you know, just around 1700 I mean, it's kind of been fluctuating. I, I watch it every day. And, yeah. uh, you know, there's a lot of silver that's used in these panels. And you would imagine simply by virtue of the fact that they're forcing people to to go to these alternative sources of energy, that they would capitalize on that and they would try raising the rates. So yeah. what, what do you think's going on? Well, I think, you know, most in, most investments in general, there's been a sell-off, right? I mean, you know, with gold and silver, the sell-off has really been on the, on the stock price. I mean, if you look at the actual buying, like if you talk to dealers out there, um, everyone's busy because the physical buying is, is pretty tremendous. And I think, you know, a lot of people are seeing this as, as a great buying opportunity, um, for, for silver, uh, where it's sitting at right now, the pricing's pretty good. And I will say the premiums are down uh, significantly since the pandemic. Um, you know, and during the pandemic, the premiums on some of these bars and coins was pretty, uh, unbelievable. Still, the U- the U.S. Mint, the Silver Eagles, and those coins are way too expensive, and that yeah. doesn't seem to be coming down anytime soon. But the other products we get are, are definitely coming back down to earth. So not only are the spreads lower on the products, but you know the price is is really good. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that, you know, that whale money coming in now. You know that those large transactions uh, coming out of the woodworks, people that are you know been sitting on cash and they think you know, it's a good time. And we're seeing a lot of that. We're getting a lot of those calls now where people are, you know, feeling as though things are going to turn. And a lot of it comes down to what is the Fed going to do, right? So the Fed raise, is going to raise interest rates. They've set it until inflation slows down. You know, they have these meetings every month. CPI comes out every month. And so it really, it's going to depend on what happens with the Fed. I think that's a big telltale sign of, what's going to happen with the stock market and what's also going to happen with, with precious metals, because as soon as they stop raising rates and they just pause, I think the markets will react very positively. But right now you have a lot of short-term money. um, You have a lot of options and things like that where people have to get their money out. So they're just, they're selling because they just, they don't know when the end of the pain with the feds moves is going to, they don't know when it's going to stop basically. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Fed is going to have to do something. I mean, and it's interesting to kind of watch the the interplay between the White House and then the Fed, you know, Joe Biden saying that there's no inflation and the Fed like, you know, hey, we've got way too much inflation. They're going to have to do something about it. Yeah, I think, you know, listen, they, their mandate is two percent. I think that's going to change, in my opinion. I don't think I don't think we're going to go to two percent back to two percent for a really long time. I think 
I think the new mandate, I wouldn't be surprised if by next year they say like they're going to try to get down to 3% because you look at there's 40 first and second world countries in this year that have had double digit inflation. Mm -hmm. So to get from, let's say on the best case scenario, 10% down to 2% for some of these countries, I mean, Brazil and some of these countries, they've been seeing, you know, high inflation for a very long time. They're so far from a 2% number. Uh, that most people won't believe it. And, and I think that 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 trend of getting back to that 2% number um, is is a thing of the past. I think people need to start getting used to seeing things in the 4 or 5% range is more the new norm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where things will sort of settle out, which means, you know, on your investments, you got to really look at them more closely than ever. And you can't just be comfortable with those returns. I mean, you saw... If you watch the bond market at all, um, you know, you have two year and 10 year bonds in the high threes. I mean, we haven't seen that in a long, I mean, two, three years ago, I think, you know, people, older people that are closer to time, if they could have got close to 4% on a two year bond, they would have like jumped out of their seat. But now with inflation in the eight and a half percent range, those numbers don't look that exciting. Right. right? So, um, so yeah, I think the, the mindset's going to really have to change. Uh, of of investors right now, and they're going to have to be really mindful. I, and I'm talking to people every day. I was talking to this guy. This this guy is a CFO of some big companies. He's he's on a, a leave to, to spend time with his family. He was talking about he's so afraid to just open up his 401k from his old company just to look at. It. He doesn't even sure. want to look at. It. Um, and then really, people need to. That's the wrong strategy. Right now is the time you really have to dig in and see what the opportunities are, um, and, and see if there's a way to benefit from. From things being cheap. Well, and, and certainly there are things that are always going to make money. I mean, energy, that's an obvious one. I mean, right now with all of the increases in prices, I would imagine those guys are making out like bandits. They're making out. Oh yeah. yeah. The, the energy companies are doing, we're doing very well. Um, obviously anything green and solar is doing really well. Energy efficient vehicles. Cause I think also to, to, to further my point, I mean, gasoline, yep. you know, it's come down some, but I think, being in the fours is probably the new norm, um, at, at least minimum. So people are starting to think like maybe it's the time to to look into these other cars. Now, ironically enough, you know, in California, they they told people that they're going to get away from gas cars. And then a week later, we had an energy crisis. They were worried the grid was going to fall apart. And then they texted everyone and said, don't charge your energy efficient vehicles. <laughs> <laughs> So that's sort of a strange uh, conversation to to tell people you're not going to be able to buy gas cars. And then, sorry, you're not going to be able to charge your car for work tomorrow. I hope you don't have to drive far, Yeah, uh, but we're going to have a meltdown on the grid. And uh, so it's mixed messaging that's, that's sort of going out there, but it's, there's a lot happening in the economy. I mean, you have obviously a gold and silver, you know, I think at at a, at a bargain right now. And I think a lot of the central banks are, are buying it. And then Russia, um, and China and and the BRIC countries are really trying to move away from the dollar. And and they've been buying gold. Uh, Germany uh, 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 brought their gold back in 2017. A lot of countries are trying to go to a different currency than the dollar. And uh, in the last 30 days, Russia has released two bonds from their um, their largest oil company and their largest gold manufacturing company or gold mining company. And they sold bonds in excess of $10 billion for both of those in the yuan. Um, and this Ooh. is the first time that's ever happened. So 
they're offering these bonds, which are in two areas that I think a lot of people would be really interested in, right? I mean, who wouldn't want to invest in those, and you know, uh, that kind of bond when when you know that Russia is a big supplier of gold, they're a big supplier of of oil. Uh, so they're they're looking at shifting the dynamic, and China and Russia are really working together. And I and I think you know a lot of it has to do with people are saying, oh, China Russia and inclusion, and but it's it comes down to dollars and cents too. I mean, why why wouldn't uh, China want to take advantage of the weakness in the U.S. dollar? Of right. Course. I mean, that's that's it's it's business, right? And that that's the funny thing about as much as I you know you can't trust things that are coming out. But the one thing that they've always done, they've always focused as a country, growing that country as, as a business, right? Mm-hmm. And they try to stay out of stuff. They try to keep to themselves as much as possible. Obviously there's issues with Taiwan and other things that are happening, but they, they, they do function as a business. And so they are seeing an opportunity with Russia. They're scared about the dollar. You know, they're scared about this inflation that we're going through. They're scared about the weakness of the dollar. And so they're they're moving behind the scenes in the BRIC country, the other countries involved in this, you know, uh, Brazil and 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 uh, India and um, you know all, all the countries in the BRIC nations. They they are moving in a different direction to get away from the U.S. dollar. So the dollar, you know, they've talked about a new currency, they've talked about all this stuff, but they the countries are looking to move away from the dollar, and that's that's scary for us here in the U.S. because it's really been. Our, our saving grace over the last 20 years with all this debt that we've accumulated. And we've mm-hmm. always been able to just print more money. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And so what's, what's the strategy going to be going forward? I don't, I don't know. You know, and uh, even with uh, Saudi Arabia moving away from us, you know, I mean, like our dollar has been pegged to all of that oil. And right. if we're going to move away from that oil, what is going to be the value that's backing up any of that paper that's being printed? I mean, right. I've always hoped that we are going to go back on the gold standard, but I, I don't think that that's a real possibility under the current administration. I mean, I'm hoping sometime in the future, but the real question is, is the bottom going to drop out before that happens? Because if it does and we haven't moved on to something else that's going to give it some type of backing, then we're looking at a, a really painful time here in America. Uh, well, and- uh, it's funny because Biden's probably one of the few guys old enough to remember when we were on the gold standard, right? <laughs> I mean, he was around yeah. back then. Uh, but, you know, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, they're definitely going to have to change how things are um, moving this country. And, and you know, this strategy of continuing to raise interest rates, it, it's interesting that um, they just didn't say that they they didn't raise interest rates. They just didn't keep them the same. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. And, it's you know, 75 basis points is a pretty dramatic push when they've already gone up multiple times this year, um, they're, they're forcing this recession upon mm-hmm. us. There's no, uh, there's no way to look at it. And, and listen, I mean, for, you know, people that, you know, aren't, aren't happy with Biden. I mean, this is the best case scenario, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's likely that he, he runs again is low likely that he wins again during this, this kind of heavy inflation is, is, is pretty low because, uh, you know, if you look at unemployment to true unemployment, um, you know, people that have have been looking for 18 months and haven't found a job or people that are working part time, you know, a lot of these numbers aren't calculated the right way. You know, I think unemployment is probably closer to 20 percent true, mm-hmm. true unemployment. And so, you know, these these are scenarios where that's the one thing that that really would shake things up unemployment you know starts to break four and hit five so you know the actual reported numbers mm-hmm. 
think people are going to start to realize that the economy is because that's the one thing that he's sort of been hanging his hat on is that, you know, below 4% uh, unemployment. That's his one sort of saving grace uh, in this whole scenario for him as, and his administration. No, I, I think you're right. Well, first of all, I think a lot of people watching the show will say it's arguable whether he actually won or not. Certainly he was selected, uh, but you're absolutely right. This really is the best case scenario that we could hope for because it's not just the economy. I mean, it's any policy that the Dems and this regime have laid their hat on. I mean, anything that they've chosen to do, it seems, has been counterintuitive, counterproductive to furthering, uh, you know, a strong, healthy economy here in America. Uh, and, you know, maybe it was inevitable. It, it was going to happen at some point And, you know, no better guy that I can imagine to have it happen to. But that is going to have a major impact when we get to 2022 here in November. And then again, in 2024, I think that that's going to be the biggest overriding issue when it comes to people going to the ballot box, because the economy is terrible. Things are just not going well. And it's very easy to look at Joe Biden and the people that he's put in power and say, you know, I mean, there there's a direct correlation between, you know, my paycheck and the standard of living that I had under President Trump and my paycheck and my standard of living under the current regime. Yeah, well, and it's like, you know, you can only go based on what what gets passed or what's happening. So you look at the Inflation Reduction Act, which is yeah. a big a vote of contention for a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously there's, there's different sides of it. I have, I have a friend who, you know, big, big liberal who paid his college, you know, a few years ago, paid it off and is furious about this bill because it took him 20 years to pay off the debt and just felt like, you know, was, was unfair. You know, if you look at the 520 or $30 billion it'll cost us, um, you know, for, to, to, to do this, that's a massive wealth transfer. Mm Mm-hmm. It's, you know, compare, I mean, you look at what we spend money on for, you know, social programs like feeding, you know, um, you know, single mothers, uh, you know, kids in school that can't afford lunches. This dwarfs a, a massive amount of those programs, which, you know, to, to give a, a reduction to people that, um, you know, went to college and, you know, all studies show that they should be making more money than than other people because yep. of that that degree. Um, it, it, I think it's, it's rubbed people the wrong way. There's also provision there. I don't know if you saw this about the buyback stock buyback. Uh, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, so it, 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 it dings companies for buying back their own stock, mm-hmm. which that's not going to help the economy either. If you think no. about it, because, you know, one way to push the stock market back up, which is where a lot of people have a lot of their wealth is to encourage companies to buy back their own stock. Right. I mean, why would you want, why wouldn't you want a company to, to invest in themselves. So, you know, creating a situation where they'd have a tax or it'd be more expensive. Um, I, I just don't think that's really smart. And that's one of the provisions in that bill. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's not really forward thinking. I think forward thinking would have been, we'll give you $10,000, but if you, or, or we'll give you some amount of money, but if you use some of that to start a business, right, maybe you use that money to start a business and, and, because those are things that generate money back into the economy, right? The, mm. Starting a business and generating income, which is taxed, right, down the road, those are things that help. Those are that's the way that we could really help uh, the economy. I don't think just you know giving someone you know ten thousand or twenty thousand on on you know relatively cheap debt, um, you know, is is a start, smart strategy. So 
you know, I, I think the economy we're, we're in a, a people are, are nervous right now. I, I don't think they know where things are going to go. We're obviously so tied to the Fed. Um, but, you know, the meetings are happening monthly. People can watch it. And I, and I do think by I do think by first quarter of next year, I think the rates will have dropped. And I think we're going to see a massive run on on gold, silver, the markets. I think things are going to take off. Uh, by first quarter of next year, if not sooner, I, I can't imagine they're going to continue to raise uh, rates uh, much higher than where they are. I think we're we're going to start to see things kind of level off. Now, there's other factors like Christmas and a lot of things that could really help the economy. Hopefully, people uh, continue to spend um, because obviously that's where yeah that's how this economy grows. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do think we're we've we've we're we're hitting we're in a bad patch. But I think by next year, things are going to clear up a little bit. And I think I don't think interest rates are going back down to, you know, 2.75, where a lot of people got their home mortgages. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's happening anytime soon, but I, I think they're going to get down to, you know, in the four or four and a half percent range. Well, it's better than the alternative. I mean, it could be uh, seven, eight, nine percent. And I mean, some people are paying that, but I mean, obviously they have much worse credit. So. All right. Well, Colin, uh, do, you, do you got anything further that you want to make sure the audience is aware of? Obviously, I want everybody to know where they can go to find you. But anything coming up that we haven't discussed? Yeah, I mean, uh, anyone that's that's looking to um, get education on, on precious metals. I mean, I think that's really where we shine is is teaching people about the physical. We don't do any stock. Uh, you know, we don't do any leveraged accounts. We don't own your gold. We just help you buy it. Um, mm. so people that like owning their own assets and there's so few assets in today's world that you actually own by yourself. If, if you want to own something on your own, or maybe you have an IRA, you'd like to learn about putting some of that into gold and silver, you know, we're definitely here to help. But more than anything is, is if you've ever had any interest here, call us, get the, get the free guides, uh, get the education and, and, you know, from there, um, you know, everyone makes their own decision, but we're, we're here to help. And we did get voted. One thing I just leave with, we got voted the, the number one uh, gold company for IRAs in the country by consumer affairs, which we're, we're really proud of. Um, and so that happened over the last 60 days. So, you know, people are acknowledging us. We really appreciate that award that we received. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's nice to, to see the people out there are seeing us and, 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 and a go and shout out to, to, to my team and the company and the employees. I mean, it's really, that's a customer service award, right? right. I mean, that's really what, what it comes down to. Uh, so we're really proud to, uh, to have received that award. Well, and, and to you and to their credit, you know, nobody has ever sent me an email complaining about noble gold uh, or any th- experience that they've had with you guys. One person, one person sent me an email and said that they wish they would have listened to me because they went with a competing uh, gold uh, 401k or IRA company. And they said that they lost about 50% of the value of their precious metals just in the transfer over there. And, you know, there was nothing they could do. I mean, once the deal was done, they had already signed, uh, the ink was dry and it was too late. So, you know, obviously I don't want anybody to go through that. It was a horrible, horrible story. Lifetime of savings. Yeah, it's hard. You know, there's a lot of these companies out there, unfortunately. Um, and I, and I hear that, uh, that happening a lot. I mean, when I was more on the phone, I used to hear about it happening all the time. And, and, you know, and that's really why, you know, we built this business on education is really to go like, Hey, here's all the information. You make a decision, but yeah, there's a lot of companies, they push specific coins, 
where they can mark it up more and they charge, you know, premiums can get high and, and, uh, it's unfortunate. I feel, I feel bad for people that have that happen too, but you know, we're here to, to answer people's questions. Like, like you said, I mean, we, you're not going to get, you're going to call in, you're going to talk to good people. You know, even I think I've told you that my dad even came out of retirement because he was bored and his golf game sucks. And so he, he, he talks, he's on the phone a few hours a day um, because he just loves it. He loves talking to people. Um, he loves it, you know, and he's 77 years old. So he's, you know, just here to, ha- you know, talk to people, help them buy gold and silver. And, and uh, he loves, so it's a family business. So people that are, you know, looking for a friendly voice to learn about. If this is something you're interested in, I think they'll be really happy with our with our service. Okay, awesome. And as always, the information is in the description below, noblegoldinvestments.com. Click that link, let them know that I sent you. And Colin, I really appreciate you coming here again. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, brother, we'll see you.